I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Kevin, I have a question. Yes. How do I deal with you? How do I deal with me when I don't even trust myself or what it is you want from me? These are the existential questions that we all ask, right? (laughs) Especially when we're trapped on an island with three of our closest friends running from our lives from a hooked killer who we ran over with a car a year ago. Even though the title is, I still know what you did last summer. Yeah, I, I still know what you did last last summer. Y- yeah, Maybe. yeah. They ran over More him two years ago. Yeah. So I, I, I the title it, has always just, <laughs> like many things with this movie, has always given me so many pause, so much pause and questions. I There are many things that when you have to put your thinking cap, cap on as you watch this movie, you know, it, 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 a lot of things do not add up. They just don't. No. But there are some moments in this film that are so good that I kind of forget that the film as a whole doesn't make sense. The first, like, half is pretty solid. Like, I, I, it's campy fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like when you start getting into the the reveals and everything in the last act this just kind of goes out the window. But, like, everything leading up to that, I don't have, like, any massive problems with, you know. It's too bad. It's a great, like, kind of Agatha Christie island setting, and uh, uh, the characters are kind of interesting, even though they're, you know, they're shallow, but it's a slasher, so what do you expect, you know? Yeah, actually, come to think of it, I think when I first saw the movie and I didn't know the big twist at the end and how they got on the island in the first place, you're right. It's it's nothing completely out of the ordinary, really, unless you really know a lot about geography, and then you'll be like... Huh. Yeah, there is the there's that little little plot bit that raises some questions that nobody yeah. ever. <laughs> exactly. So they, I I they think just yeah. geography nerds probably don't like this film that much because they're like I yeah. knew from the first twenty minutes that there was something wrong. The rest of us yeah. that are a little bit more stupid, we were like, oh, I'm totally <laughs> on board. <laughs> and you know those geography nerds, they bring down every slasher movie they, they don't do. like. You know? <laughs> they do. <There's... laughs> we are. Recording on location this week. Oh, from yeah, yes. the Bahamas. Woo! Rawr, rawr. That was a seagull. Oh, shoo, shoo, shoo. <laughs> you can talk to birds. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went for a swim earlier. I got my little metal detector thing out, and I was trying to find something in the sand, but I did not find that. Um, necklace from titanic but maybe next time i did find a severed hand though i was like oh cool this Mm. this island comes with everything and then like Mm. jack black was in the woods like with dreadlocks and he was like hey you want some primo weed and i was like get i lost jack black like what what (laughs) are you doing here that you seem racist (laughs) just be gone (laughs) the frat boy comedy is filming right down the street i think you're lost i don't know where you came from Be gone, Jack Black. This is the primo shit. Ugh. I'm like, what are you doing here? Nobody wants you here, Jack Black. 
I, I just, yeah, his character is, this was like before he'd really blown up yeah. too much. He, you know, had some little roles, but it, it's it's fascinating. And it's also interesting he's not credited in this movie. I'm like, did he yeah. know? Like, was he like, look, I really need a paycheck desperately, but can you just not say it's me? Like, it well, could if, be, yeah. If that's the case, maybe like wear like a prosthetic nose. Like find Nicole Kidman's nose from the hours and just try to disguise yourself. Do something. I think we might have a topic of the week because I was able to grab our wheel of misfortune and put her in the overhead bin in our you know plane on the way over here. Oh, thank God. I was so, so sad she was going to have to spend July 4th all by herself. I know. Well, you know those bins. They're like the bag from Mary Poppins. You can fit anything inside of them if you really slam it in there. And we a got baby, our giant wheel. And we, a piano. A baby. <laughs> a Buick. <laughs> anything, really. <laughs> So I, I shoved and I shoved and I shoved and I got her in. I got it in there. I'm not, that's not the first time I've said that. Well, but. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a lot of dates I've had. <laughs> I got jokes. It's me, Mae West. I'll be here all week, folks. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> okay. So I got the wheel all set up out here on the beach. And uh, I'm going to... So gonna... scenic. <laughs> so scenic. She's got a nice bikini on right now. She looked beautiful. I wish you all could see this wheel. All right, here we go. Got to spin the wheel. All Jack right. Black, here get away go. from our wheel. Yeah. Okay. So, the wheel would like us to talk about some of our favorite pop songs featured in horror films. Mm. You mean besides mm. How Do I Deal, performed besides by Besides How Do I Deal, which is number one, of Miss course. Miss Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt, multi-talented, mm-hmm. hyphenate mm-hmm. performer, artiste. I um, love the music video where I do it's just like she has she's in like a backyard like movie theater type thing yeah. set up it seems like and, and they're, they're watching like playing cl- the movie clips from this movie. Yeah, it's pretty cool actually. I'm like, that's how I'd like to watch this movie just yeah. with Jennifer Love Hewitt singing during the whole film. I think that would mm-hmm, in- mm-hmm. enhance it actually. That's all I want. It's like Mandy Moore where she has a contract where she has to sing in every day every movie <laughs> yeah. that she's in basically. <laughs> I kind of love it. Like I I unironically love this song. I I think it's really kind of a bop. It's a bop, yeah. It works in the soundtrack too. Like I like it's just like playing when Ray is walking and he doesn't even like notice the fact that his girlfriend is like singing into his ear. You know. Yeah. But, you know. Like, come I like on, it. Ray. You know you're in a musical, right? I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> Basically, Ray's off in his own little world. We'll, we'll get to Ray, but like, oh, yeah. Ray. The so subplot what, of what Ray. songs. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I love a lot of the ones from the 80s. Like, uh, mm, Sweet 16 mm-hmm. had one called Melissa because the lead character of the film was named Melissa. Melissa. And, <laughs> and so it's just like, Melissa, what a lovely yeah. girl, Melissa. It's so fun. And uh, and then there's also Jennifer from the film Jennifer. Jennifer. And- <laughs> You might be sensing a theme here. A theme here. <laughs> and that one's just like, Jennifer, there's magic yeah. in your name. It's beautiful. The Carrie ripoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just mm-hmm. rips off Carrie, but adds a theme song. So it's like, I don't mm-hmm. know which one's better, really. I mean, I, Carrie could I use like, a theme song. There's like snakes in that movie that she there's can like snakes. possess or something. Yeah, it's, There's a big puppet snake at the end that eats the head mm-hmm. of like one of the bad people. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really great. Yeah. Um, and... I, even Carrie, though, has kind of like a theme song in The Prom. I never dreamed someone like you could love someone like me. It's beautiful. Right. It's beautiful. Right. It, it's as they're di- dancing in the little swirly thing, you know. Yeah. It's be- beautiful. The swirly thing. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. swirly. <laughs> as they give Carrie a swirly. Yeah. <laughs> 
They're so That's mean in that movie. My God. They're mean. I mean, <laughs> a swirly mean, at kids. prom and pig, pig's blood. My God. Rude. Like Bad Moon Rising, of course. American Werewolf. Oh, yeah. In London. That's a good one. Um, Cry Little Sister from Lost Boys. I love that um, one. It's good. Cry Little Sister. Da, 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 da. It's great. It's great. <laughs> And uh, also, people are strange in that movie. For the, the Doors song is yes. Great. I like the usage of that. Yes. Uh, one that I've talked about before that I really love is "Once Bitten" from the film. Oh, "Once Bitten." Wait, no, <laughs> uh, which is the... it's in "Once Bitten." I thought <laughs> yes, it was an I know, American I know. Gigolo. What? Shocker! <laughs> shocker! Oh, well, Blondie, call me is there? But yeah, he was. True, uh, yeah. We yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a great little power ballad. Once bitten, uh, go look it up, folks. It's mm-hmm. uh, the movie itself is. I I don't want to bash on it because I'm sure there's some people out there that love this movie as every movie in existence. But you know, true, it, it's not it's not the the, the best movie. So whatever. Uh, what yeah. about um? Some, she yeah. said from Scream Two. I always like the way they use that song for some reason. Which scene is that in? Empowering. I'm blanking. Uh, Well, it's actually in two scenes. They do an instrumental right after Derek does his I think I love you thing in the cafeteria. I know, right? And then I think that was to make up for the fact that we just saw that scene. And then (laughs) it's at the very end where like she's walking out and she gives Cotton the attention that he wants from all the press and she walks down the street and then yeah. The song comes in. I just always thought it was like empowering and fun. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Like you made it, girl. One. That's right. You mm-hmm. made it. You're gonna make it after all. Yeah. Throw up her hat in the air and. Man, they yeah. should use that song in Scream Five. In Five Cream, they need to yeah. use that song. Oh, uh, what else? Uh, Pet Cemetery, which from mm-hmm. you know, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> no. No. By the Ramones. <laughs> you mean Maximum Overdrive? I don't think you're correct. Yeah. Pet- <laughs> I don't think. Oh, that movie. <laughs> Unless your film has a vending machine that hits kids with soda cans, I don't care. I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm I'm checked out. Nope. (laughs) Your film has no cultural significance whatsoever. Uh, Nope. I've I've got to mention my darling Barbara Streisand and Mm -hmm. Prisoner love theme from Eyes of Laura Mars. Oh, it is so bopping. Yeah. I've never been wrong. I love it. Oh, it's so good. I had to put that one on our... Halloween mixed last so season because it was it was great. It's powerful. So good. Powerful song. It is. How about some uh, Living Dead Girl from <gasps> Bride of Chucky? Yes. That's a good one. I mean, Marilyn Manson is, of course, canceled, so oh, I yeah. hesitate to bring it up. But, of course, it, the Sweet Dreams cover. In-house on been in, like, everything. And Trick or Treat and yeah. everything. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, look, it's it's a great version of the song. Can't lie. It is. But, yeah. Some of these Fuck are just, him. like, they seem obvious, you know, the classic yeah. ones, you know, like Dream Warriors and oh, Man yeah. Behind the Mask. You know, everybody knows those, right? Don't Fear the Reaper from Halloween. Mm-hmm. I love when they Halloween, use yeah. that. I also like Schools Out and Scream, too. Oh, yeah, The way they use that, yeah. It always makes me think that the film takes place in, like, late spring, but it actually takes place in the fall. But I just like the Schools Out I'm always summer. surprised by that, too. Yeah, it just the way the yeah. film looks always seemed like it was I, – I mean, I guess it probably yeah. was shot in the spring because it came out, like, in – December of that year, so it would make True. sense. Every, Our beloved yeah. killer party, we cannot say. Oh, of course. Anything about that beautiful song? Well, there's two songs. There's April. Why do you April. play the fool? Why and do you play that fool? These are the best days of our lives. <laughs> the best years. The oh, best great. times. Now that song's yeah. never gonna get out of my head again. <laughs> these are the best times best of our lives. Give us these some quaaludes. <laughs> it 
is the most calming song because they're just so done with it. And I'm like, I, I aspire to be that done with life. <laughs> I really do. It's like the, the exact opposite of the Hands Across America song. You know, it's, it's they just don't care. They just they're don't just, care. They're here for the paycheck. It's late. They want to go home. They're drunk. They it's true. It's true. Back. Oh. Return of the Living Dead also has a great little like party time oh, song. Like, the whole soundtrack's pretty great, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. That is a great yeah. soundtrack. It is. Oh. It is. Sounds of the Lambs has some great bops, you know. She's just driving around with American Girl Tom Petty oh, song yeah. oh, playing around. Oh, that's classic. That's yeah, classic. That's great. That's great. <laughs> oh, oh, we have to say relax because of Body Double a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, perfect use of that song. Uh, per- uh, it's just like a music. Why didn't they use that as the music video? Like, I it know. Was- Perfect, come on. It's too risque for that MTV. There's Puritans at MTV. Yeah. Young Catherine Zeta-Jones, or maybe not. I don't know. Have we cracked that uh, well, case We'll yet? never know. Has you anyone know, cracked that case? Someone needs to we get asked, on that case. Our assistant, Heidi, is looking into it, but she hasn't found any solid proof yet. So. Heidi, Heidi, stop interpreting dreams and get on this case. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. It's good. Yeah, Mad World, Killing oh, Moon, Donnie Darko, you know, beautiful. kind of horror anyway, yeah. No, uh, no, Notorious. I'm going to mention the Funky Town remix of sorts from the film Pieces. It's Yes. Yeah. It's Funky Town, but yeah. not. It's like, uh-huh. it's like, running around, what are you doing here? <laughs> and oh, that's what I, I think. I think those are the words. I don't know. But it sounds like Funky Town, but it's it's, it's not. It's, it's faux Funky Town. It's not the real one. Yeah, it, that is probably like. Actually, the most basic thing about pieces because there's a lot of things going on in pieces and <laughs> a lot of it joy. Is just a lot of pieces that come together somehow and create something that you never would have expected. <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, what else? Oh, he knows you're alone has a great one. It's a song called "It's the Night Again," and I always wished it had been released because I find it very soothing. And it's it's when the character of uh, I think her name's Nancy. She's getting high and she's staring at at the fish in the aquarium right before she's going to get killed and yep. she's listening to the music on her big head headphones and it's a really sus- suspenseful scene but yep. the, the music is so calming and soothing and i love it mm. i wish they would release that just like a, as a as a single, as a single. So <laughs> scream factory if you want an extra bonus feature try to find that song and release it as like a little single cd I put it inside. on itunes you'll yeah. get like five bucks from us and that's be- <laughs> you know damn straight you will <laughs> i'm gonna buy some copies from my friends and family what about that muse song from high tension with the oh, newborn yeah. i think it is that's a great scene where they're just driving down the road that in there oh yeah i do like the one uh there's another song i guess it's like a french or italian song that they're mm-hmm. listening to in like the first scene it's yeah it's like i'm like oh this is a jam this is delightful yeah that's right we we, we jammed out to that oh, when we covered it beautiful <laughs> sail away tiny sparrow in friday friday the 13th i believe it was made for the film but the original one yeah yep. it's it's also the theme at the end where she's on the boat it's like this really beautiful right. theme Right, and yeah. it kind of sounds like a Dolly Parton song. It's like this sort of country <laughs> kind of song. It's really, it's haunting, haunting. There, there's one in Final Destination. I think it's Rocky Mountain High. The or John, Den- John Denver, Denver song. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most of those tend to have like a song. Like I, I think Part Two had like Highway to Hell. 
that was yeah used. Yeah. I can't remember what three used. It's been a long time. I don't since remember it. either. Oh, yeah. Love Roller Coaster. That's right. Mm, the entire mm-hmm. film of Dario Argento's Creepers, which is just like a bunch of hard rock and like heavy metal for no reason. It's like there's a character just running around and uh, it's like, here's some Iron Maiden. You're like, okay, brave choice. We know one that's like uh, become super iconic like outside of the movie, even as the, the Love Spit Love cover of How Soon Is Now. Oh, Which God. they then stole for Charmed. That was used for everything in the 90s. It's yeah. weird that yeah. that cover has been more popular, it seems, in the original version. <laughs> I, was I know. <laughs> they used the original in... Um, uh, the Midnight Hour. The Midnight Hour. I'm pretty oh, sure right. it yeah. was in there, but yeah. 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 I'm assuming that's why that film has not been released yet, because there must be some probably sort of music the rights. rights. That. Yeah. That's yeah. so upset. It makes me so mad. Like, when when I w- was a kid, I would always be really confused as to why films like Sixteen Candles had a different soundtrack on the TV version as compared to the version on tape. Yeah. And I learned it's all about the rights. Like, they got the rights for the TV, but not for the home video, and so they had to change the soundtrack. It's so weird. Like, all these crazy it's, rights things. It's frustrating, and it happens to TV shows a lot, too, because they have, like, a billion songs in yeah. them. And I know Dawson's Creek is like that. Like, all, all the DVDs have a lot of different... They, they kept some of the music from the original, and then they yeah. changed some of the other ones, and it's just like, well, this kind of sucks, because they were so iconic, like, you know, part of the original. And I think Daria was like that. It's a lot of 90s TV shows in particular. It's troubling. Oh, Dawson's Creek reminds me. um, Urban Legend, where Joshua Jackson turns on the radio and the theme from Dawson's Creek. The theme song from Dawson's Creek. That's kind of cute. Oh, it's it's so meta. That was clever. (laughs) And he's just like, shut it off. Shut it off. He's like, oh, no, what is that? (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) It's just me, Pacey. That was cute. Yeah, I was like, oh, Joshua Jackson, never dye your hair blonde again. Please don't do that. Never. Don't do it, please. The Flies, of course, from Got Get You Where I Want You. We talked about you. it. And Flagpole Sit Up. Oh, yeah. God, I love that. Uh, oh, there's one more. Uh, going to the showdown from the movie Maniac, I really like. Because, you know, like that's like mm-hmm. such a dark, kind of gritty, uncomfortable movie. But then there's like this sort of like fun disco song. And it's like, going to a showdown. I'm like, I want to yeah. go to a showdown. That sounds fun. Fright Night had some fun oh. kind of disco moments, too. That was fun. I miss disco. I miss it. I think it's been underappreciated for a long time. Oh, oh, my God. Prom Night. Prom Night. Oh, of course. Full the of whole, like, delicious yeah, disco, disco yeah. songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every track yeah. on that I love. I love Changes. Yeah. I love Prom Night. I love, um, what's that one? The love Me Till I Die. I love it mm-hmm. all. Oh, mm-hmm. what a great soundtrack. And they just finally released that soundtrack after years and years and years. And you can bet your bottom dollar I bought it. Played <laughs> in my car. Feeling like I'm Every real day, fancy. Like clockwork. Like I'm in some pink chiffon, like Jamie Lee, having a good old time. <laughs> I am a principal by day, disco king by night. She's our American teen princess. <laughs> Which one of you will it be? <laughs> Are we doing Drop Dead Gorgeous Sorry, again? Sorry, <laughs> everybody. This is a staged reading of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Were you aware of this? I'm we sorry if we didn't. You, you didn't think we were you. actually going to talk no, about it. I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> Who do you think we are? Trash? Come on. Like, <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we, in fact, <laughs> we are, in fact, trash. <laughs> because here we are. We're here. <laughs> in the late 90s. Oh, what a time. And everything's kind of fun and meta and uh, tongue-in-cheek. 
kind of interesting. This movie doesn't go too far in that direction, though. Like, there's a no. couple little things. It's more like an 80s slasher, kind of like Valentine, I think. Yeah. In that regard, you know? I, I do sometimes wonder if maybe, like, that's why these two weren't very well regarded at the time. Because they're just be. more yeah. about the fun than, yeah. like, the whole, like, aren't we cute with our little references? You know, it's not really like that. I think so, because we, we were talking about, I think it was Halloween H2O. There was some critic that was like, oh, this movie doesn't have enough jokes and stuff in it. And I'm yeah. like, that's what like, people went to the I horror films aware. to see? Like, Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I was alive then. I don't remember going to see H2O being like, I hope there's some good jokes. Yeah. I was like, I want to see her yeah. cut off his fucking head. And it <laughs> delivered. So I was a very happy camper. <laughs> yeah. And I did not go see this in the theater. I saw it on VHS, I think. Way later. I don't remember when I saw it. It was, yeah, it, I think it was on on demand or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's like the, the disco period was really kind of fun and gay. And then we got it again in the late 90s. And since mm-hmm. then, we haven't really had a period like that. And I'm kind of like, can God, we have one, we please? We so like, due for another disco period. Please, yeah. God. Another just like really <laughs> campy gay period. Like, yes, I just keep waiting. It's got to happen at some point, hopefully. Kevin Williamson, you know, he... He just kept striking gold with these movies, you know? He struck gold with Scream, and then Columbia Pictures was like, here, can we have the script that you wrote for this other film called I Know We Did Last Summer? And that made, like, $125 million against a $17 million budget, so it was just huge commercial success. That movie was and, pretty uh, huge at the time. I remember that. That was, like, everybody had to go see it. Big. You know, that one scared me more than Scream did, actually. I, actually, yeah. That was the first R-rated movie I ever saw, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was nice. at a friend's house his parents were like you can watch whatever you want here you can rent this and we watched it we were fucking terrified yeah watching it now it's scary not so much but at the time not so much wow yeah well a lot of people give this movie the sequel flack for being convoluted and i'm like have Mm. you seen the first one because it's pretty fucking convoluted like (laughs) and hayes just like get out of my house it's like we're in your backyard calm down like it's right there's the whole like (laughs) Like, that movie could have just been a group of teenagers hit somebody on the road, and then he comes back and, like, haunts him. That's all we needed. Instead, we get all this, like, Billy Blue, Missy, (laughs) but, like, his daughter was dating this other guy who has a sister, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's so convoluted. It's like, Kevin Williams wrote this? I'm like, okay. It It makes my head But the best, my favorite scene, though, is at the end where she goes and approaches him on, he's on the boat, and, uh... (laughs) She's just telling him, like, everything that's happened in the movie and explaining the entire backstory. And Ray just looks at her and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, he's just like, this, it doesn't make any sense. Like, at least they were self-aware. It has Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's kind of the all-star in a similar way that Brandy's kind of the all-star of this one and does not does not get the respect My that she deserves. God, rewatching this. I was like, I forgot how charming she is in this movie. Like, she steals the entire yeah. show. Yeah, she really does. She's And she just will not die. No, <laughs> She's the bionic woman. <laughs> she will not die. Thank God. I want... You know what? I think there there can still be a true part three of this franchise. Well, for, for, forget that the one happened that was like straight to DVD or whatever, because that was abysmal. Yeah, oh God. But yeah. I think they could bring them all back and just have a grand old time. They're rebooting everything else. Yeah. Like, you know, why not? And have fun with it. They're making some TV series, so I don't know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because they were going to we'll reboot see. it as a movie with Mike Flanagan, and then that didn't happen, and now it's a TV series. And Yeah. So I guess it would be confusing to bring the originals back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. yeah. It always gets weird when they re- reboot things. But then again, Halloween 2018, the franchise had already been rebooted and remade, but they came back. So I, 
never say never. I mean, who knows? Keep some of the fun vibe, though. I don't want, like, yeah. a super serious, oh, you know, God, no. reboot if you're going to – or any or whatever that craft movie was that I never oh. want to see again, you know? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, bring back the original cast at least. Yeah. Like, uh, Scream Five is doing that. Why yeah. aren't they, or Five Cream or whatever the Five fuck cream, Scream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Scream yeah. Cream. It was interesting. They got the most well, the the surviving cast back for this. You know, mm-hmm. they got Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince and Muse Watson, and then they were like, you know, we need to bring on R and B sensation Brandy because yeah. why not? You know, why uh, not? She was fresh indeed. off, fresh off Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella. Now on. Her Disney Plus. triumph in Rodgers and Hammerstein's mm-hmm. Cinderella. This was the era of like putting R&B and hip-hop artists in these films, but this one they actually give her stuff to do, which is Thank rare. God. Yeah, like they yeah. they cast her, but she's not just like, hi, I'm in here for one scene. Surprise. Right. It's like, like she's... Usher in the faculty who gets yeah. like nothing to do. Yeah. He has like three lines, I believe, if that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she actually has like a, a whole character and she actually survives the movie. Like it's sort of she surprising. Does. <laughs> Look, I love Scream 2, but unlike Scream 2, they don't kill off, like, the black characters in, like, the first 10 minutes. I mean, there's, like, one later, right? Because he's the, the film guy, but otherwise, I think that's pretty much... Well, there's much... Hallie. I mean... Oh, yeah, Hallie. Who Home makes it Hallie. pretty far into the movie? I still True. think her death is, like, stupid, but I don't... You know. True. Filmed in Mexico and Los Angeles, not the Bahamas. Sorry. <gasps> we can pretend, though. <laughs> what? I know, I know. I don't know what's true anymore, Kevin. I don't know what The illusion think. is broken, but we'll pretend. It's fine. Now you're going to tell me that there wasn't real rain that was used. It was just, it was a <laughs> rain machine. And, oh my God. Pe- movie people magic. People weren't actually killed in this movie? Ugh. This opened on Friday the 13th in November of 1998. It grossed $84 million against a $24 million budget. So still not oh, bad. That's not bad. Uh, critics, however, were not kind at all. Ugh. <laughs> It has like a seven percent Rotten Tomato score, and oh. uh, uh, you know, <laughs> honestly, Variety Variety was a little bit nicer. That they were like, um, they said it was a successful follow up to last year's uh, Teens in Jeopardy opus, and it piles on the chills and the thrills and the body counts. Purists will find the obviousness of the plot disappointing, but there's no question that the film delivers a sufficient shock quotient to satisfy satisfy its young target audience. So yeah, okay. okay. That's that's yeah. that's fair. So thanks, that's fair. Thanks, Variety. <laughs> Thank you, Variety, for having some sense. Yeah, adding some variety to the critics here. I see what you did there. Uh, I appreciate that. I... <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. It feels like a script that was just kind of laying around to me, parts yeah. of it, and uh, because they greenlit it so fast, and they mm-hmm. wanted Kevin Williamson to come back, but he was already busy uh, with Dawson's Creek and being held hostage by the Weinstein's, like with the faculty and everything else he was doing. H two O, H two O, teaching Mrs. Tingle, teaching <laughs> like, Mrs. He was Tingle, doing yeah. everything. I'm surprised he didn't have a nervous breakdown at some point around like ninety. My God, he! I listened to an interview with him, and he said that the Weinstein's literally like locked him in a room for oh. hours at a time, and was just like, "Go do this, like Jesus. go write this and finish this." And That's uh, terrifying. he he said he doesn't necessarily regret it because obviously he made him a bunch of money and oh, made yeah. him a you know big name and everything, but at the same time, like. It was not healthy environment. No, for this shit. This movie, it it seemed like it was probably greenlit the weekend of the first film coming out, and they were like, "Listen, we got to get Jennifer Love Hewitt before she goes back to filming Party of Five. So let's right. lock this in right now. We can shoot in a few months. Give us a script, yeah. and that's just what they did. I mean, it was it was quick. It was in. Jim Gillespie didn't return, so he probably had something else lined up. Mm-hmm. And uh, D- Danny Cannon directed. 
I mean, it's a very well shot film, I think. And, it is. I and think so. You know, even though like you know, the script, it's it's not exactly a character study, I would say. But no. all the actors do give pretty good performances. I mean, it's they're they try to bring something to the page, you know. They do, and they make an attempt at um, Julie getting a little bit of PTSD mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, which they try a little bit, and uh, yeah. that opening nightmare is a little over the top, That's but you know it establishes. Opens, yeah. <laughs> it does establish that she's having nightmares, which you know leads into okay. Yeah. The, I guess the scene from the last movie was a nightmare too. You know, she has nightmares where she's in a Catholic confessional box. I didn't know she was ca- yeah. ca- Catholic. I guess Dream Julie yeah. is Catholic. And uh, and she's like, I did something really bad. In case you didn't see the first film, I'm going to rehash everything that I did. So you're up to speed in the first two minutes. And then yeah. it turns out that the priest is not the priest. It's Ben Willis, the the murderous, vengeful killer from the last film with that with a hook for a hand who bursts through the confessional. Part of this scene for one of the teasers. I know one of the teasers was her that and that therapist. At a psychiatrist, which, yeah. Which, at a psychiatrist, which they never used. They yeah. never used it. So in I'm the, wondering if like they had multiple openings and that was one of them. It could be. And then they were like, you know what? Let, let's just use this one for the teaser because it's really good. And then we'll just yeah. reshoot it ag- again with like a different one. I kind of wish they just would have used the therapist opening I one, though. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I don't like mind one. this thing, but it's like it has the previous movie did, didn't establish her as being like super Catholic or anything. No. So it's like no. I, <laughs> I think they they had a test screening and they were like, you know what would make this better if Julie was Catholic? And and so they had to go back in. <laughs> Some of the scoring in this has like a little bit of an exorcist vibe. Yeah, like, like I've heard ah. it like later. Uh, yeah. 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 Mixed with some Marco great, Beltrami, of it's course. A yeah. Great score. It's very like pounding and like, you know, it's interesting. Driving. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like parts of it. Yeah. Um, and Julie not, doesn't has have as many theme, like though. She has she, a theme. She does. It's not as memorable as like Sydney's theme, but it's well, no, it's no. there. Yeah. But what is? You yeah, know? really? <laughs> Please. And uh, uh <laughs> that is the uh haunted hill choir if uh if you'd like to book us for a private event we uh <laughs> no well we're not performing right now because of covid but we're after not. that <laughs> we have our little masks we do weddings. on we, <laughs> yeah we'll just do the whole s- score from scream <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. So yeah, Julie wakes up from this nightmare extravaganza in class, screaming, screaming their lungs out, and everyone screaming. like looks and like laughs, and even the teachers like, "Oh, well, I'm glad you find this class so stimulating, Miss James." And he looks like Colonel mm-hmm. Sanders, so he can shut the fuck up. I mean, he, he has no right to talk. All the ancillary characters in this film are kind of terrible, except I for know, right? uh, yeah. the Doc Hand, yeah, Estes. Yeah. But, yeah. It's so anyway. strange. So, so she runs out, and this guy named Will, who is so fucking dreamy, I can't even stand it, runs yeah. after her. And he's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, it's just a dream. And he's like, the one in the shower again? And we're like, oh, I get it, because at the end of the last movie, she was in the shower, and he broke through the glass. That was a dream. Okay, cool. Um, in case you didn't piece it together now that she's alive. It's a dream within a dream. Um, yeah, yeah. It's another. It's another. <laughs> and, uh, and so she's having some problems, but he's being really sweet and understanding, and you're like, oh, she should give him a chance. And mm-hmm. she gets back to her apartment and all of a sudden ray is there ray freddie prince jr's mm-hmm. back and he's like hey you mm-hmm. want to come back to our hometown for a little fourth of july celebration we're gonna go see the kroger queen and all that fun stuff and she's like 
Ray, I'm not really in the mood. It's been a year since I was there, and you know, the last time some guy tried to kill us, so maybe I shouldn't go back. It might just stir some shit up. And he's all like, right. God, get over it, Julie. You just won't want me to wait for you forever. I mean, I gotta work. I can't be here. Okay, fine. Just, I'll enjoy the croaker contest without you. Peace out. It's true. Like, in her defense, like, this shit has happened two summers in a row. Like, why yeah, like, would she want to go back there at the exact same time period? <laughs> it's like, Missy's still on the loose. I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so, she and she has a little bit of, like, dialogue. And she's like, she you know, does. I, I want to be fine. Like, I want to be fine. I yeah. want to go back. But I want to be with ready. you. She's but not ready. I'm not ready. Like, give it's, a girl it's some like, time, you know? Give a girl a little bit of breathing. Ridiculous. And she goes they're back Boston, in Boston, right? They're in college in Boston. Somewhere like that. And know. he's back in North Carolina, and yet he yeah. seems to, like, come back and forth all the time. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, that, that must be a very strange relationship. Those long-distance relationships, yeah. they don't really work out well. They're um, complicated. So it seems like their relationship's already a little bit strange, you know, and this is not going mm-hmm. to help. And she goes back in, and she gets her chips and her drink and stares at a p- <laughs> picture someone yeah. took of Helen in the the last film on her f- <laughs> float. Um yeah. And she's like, oh, I miss you, girl. And she goes to sleep, and someone has broken into her house. Oh, no. Someone's in the closet. Someone's and there. And she grabs a knife that she keeps in her night nightstand. Very smart, I might say. Yeah. And she wanders in, and it turns out it's her friend Carla, who didn't know she was it's going to be girl. there. And she's stealing stuff from her closet because she thought she was going to be gone. And she's like, I mean, I just wanted your skirt, but I'm not ready to die for it. And you're like, oh, Carla. I'm not ready to die for it, girl. It's so great. <laughs> Carla, you are a hoot and a half. I like you already. Like, that's the best character introduction. Like, Oh, it's fantastic. Great. Yeah, you think she's great. the killer. But no, she just wants to borrow a skirt. And uh, and then she's like, you know what you should do? You should come out with me to to the club where I work, and we'll hang out and dance and get some drinks. And you need to forget about Ray. And how how about this Will Will guy? He seems cool. Like you should go out with him yeah. and stuff. And mm-hmm. so they go to the, to the club, and we meet Ty, who is Carla's boyfriend. And he seems kind of fun. He's he's kind of cocky, and he's all like, "Hey, girl, let me get you into someplace private so we can have some sex." And she's like, "I'm working. Go away, Ty." He's like, your typical, yeah, kind Julie of uh, instead, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, and then, I, I don't know how I feel about him as a character, but he's well, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's okay at first, and then he turns into like yeah. a full blown asshole. <laughs> like he turns into a right. total douche. <laughs> right. And then we discover that Carla has told Will that Julie's going to be here. So Carla's trying to, you know, just get her back out in the game. For, forget about Ray. She's a little matchmaker here, she right? Is. She's, a, she's, she's like, like the her one Dolly woman. Levi of, uh, yeah. of, I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> um, And so Will's there, and then Julie thinks that she sees Ben Willis in the balcony of the club. And, like, the, yep. the lights are flashing. There's strobe lights everywhere. I'm about, I'm about to have an epileptic seizure. And it turns out it's 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 not really him. She's just seeing things. Has this been going on for like a, a year? Because Apparently. I feel for you, girl. If, I like, do too. She's been having these visions for this like cannot be a fucking fun. year. Like, this cannot is she be on fun. medication? Like you don't, never yeah, see her taking you never medication, see her, but maybe no. maybe you should be a little exactly. bit. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what would Laurie Strode do? And so then the next day, they uh, Carla and Julie are just like hanging out and like washing their tennis shoes together, and um and they get a call. And it's Mark in the morning, and he has a great surprise. He wants to make I'm sure Mark you are going to win a getaway to the Bahamas if you can answer what the capital of Brazil is. And <laughs> it takes them forever, and they finally discover a, a coffee thing that has like something about Rio. And Julie's yep. like, "Oh, Rio, Rio!" 
and Carla says it, and he's like, "Did you say Rio?" And she's like, "Yes, no, no." And she, and it's like, "Well, then you want a trip?" And they're like, "Yay, we're going to the Bahamas!" And they're like, "Well, we have four tickets. Who do who do who do we bring?" And she tries yeah. to invite Ray, and Ray's like, "I gotta work, Julie. Someone's gotta be an adult here, okay? Like, just Meanwhile, forget about it." How do I deal is playing in the background yes. during this whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he has a friend. He has this friend played by Academy Award nominee John Hawks, by the way. Um, don't know if he's taken this off his resume yet. What did he get his nominee the, for? The one where Helen Hunt was like trying to jerk him off because he was like disabled or something. What was that movie called? Mm. It was like mm. it was something about like a massage that had a, ha- a happy ending. I don't know, like the swallows or I don't know. I don't know what it was called. Uh, something the the sessions the, the sessions. sessions the se- I, I was okay. close i yeah. was close yeah and he plays this friend who's like ray come on like just go out there and live life and stuff and then ray's like well you know i was thinking about asking her to marry me and he shows her the ring and he's and he and he's like what you should do is come down there with me and we'll surprise her and stuff and he's like okay cool great and he uh, seems like a good friend but yeah. uh, he also Maybe he's a little bit in love with Ray. Who knows? I don't Possibly. Know. There might be some love involved. Love in the air. Love in the air. Also, I've heard that Freddie Prince Jr. had a lot of scheduling conflicts, which is why he's like barely in the film with other people. Oh. Like he's usually just with this guy or he's he's not with the rest of the cast until like the last act. So that's why. So I it's kind of like a Nev Campbell scream three thing. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, like, how do yeah. we isolate them? And so, yeah, then like they decide that they're going to take Will instead. And they just leave. They just leave. They get on the plane and uh, get the hell out of the Dodge. And there's a little bit of foreshadow. I assume people have watched this movie, right? But, like, I hope, I hope someone asks times. him, like, yeah. You really need to watch it many times to really <laughs> yeah, get to see all it. the nuance of this film. Like, because we're going to spoil some things. So you just go watch it. But there's a little bit of foreshadowing where somebody asks him, like, think about a happy memory from your childhood. And he's like, what if I don't have a happy memory from my childhood? Oh, Will, yeah. Will, something's yeah. up with Will. Like, maybe Will, you know, yeah. he was a- abused or something, maybe. Yeah. That was the first yeah. thing first thing that came into my mind. And I thought, we're going to get so a really a pin in that. moving monologue at the end about what happened. Mm-hmm. And it kind of happens. It's not moving, <laughs> there is but it's... A monologue. It's yeah. explained. Yeah, so Will's got a story to tell. He's not ready to tell it. Um, yeah. And so we'll wait. He, we'll put a pen in it. <laughs> he's really sick on the plane, and Ty's like, "Ha ha ha! You're such a pussy!" And then they get on the boat once they land to go to the island, and Ty's the one that's really sick, and Will's like, "Ha ha! You're such a pussy!" And so they, so it's like Ty won and Will won. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. And they get to this hotel, this big resort, and like everybody's leaving. And they're like, "What's wrong?" And they're like, "Well, it's storm season." And Storm so season, bitches, yeah. And who should walk out of the woods but Mr. Jack Black with dreadlocks <sighs> and a Hawaiian shirt and shorts? Which, again, feels racist. I don't know why, but it feels racist. But here he is. <laughs> He's like, you want some weed? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have a point in this movie. Like, you could cut him out completely. Yeah, you could easily... Like, yeah, somebody, you could just go with through with the editing and slice yeah. him out. And I, I'm pretty sure there's nothing, because he doesn't add anything to the proceedings, no. really. So. He's just an extra death scene. There's that dick concierge, too, who is just, like, awful throughout the whole Jeffrey movie. Jeffrey Combs, he's, yeah, he yeah, shows up. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs, yeah. The reanimator Jeffrey himself. 
shows up and he is uh, yeah he's a dick like from the beginning like he's like you city kids don't know what you're doing here and blah, but it's just like when they find out which rooms they're in he's he he's like oh you're in this room and that room oh and yeah. they're like what's wrong oh, with apparently those judy rooms? garland has stayed at this hotel like yeah. that's interesting <laughs> yeah they kind of, like they set it up to be like there's gonna be almost like a haunted vibe or something yeah and they never really get into that like yeah. oh something terrible something might have happened, happened in, in those rooms room. i'm like is this like the <laughs> shining never... like this room 237 yeah. what's going on and so they get all settled in and then ray and his friend are barreling down the road trying to surprise julie when they mm-hmm. see that there's a car isolated on th- on the side of the road and a body in the middle of the road and they decide to go check on them. Stupid move. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ray goes and discovers that the body is just a mannequin. And then in the meantime, <sighs> Ben Willis is back with a hook and he gets his friend right in the mouth and like drags him out of the window like with the hook coming out of his mouth. It's gross actually. It's actually – this is a much gorier film than the first like it's much more it grotesque, which I support. It's, I think it's cool. Like used in the right, like very specific moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, it's classy gore. It is. It's classy gore because yeah. there are some scenes where like he'll hook someone and there's not like a lot of gore, but yeah. like it's one of those movies that like kind of like the Hitcher, where I mm-hmm. think you remember being gorier in places yeah. than it is just the way it's shot, which is smart. Yeah. Like I like which that. Actually, means um, it was made with some skill when you yeah exactly think about yeah. it. Yeah. I will say this, the the, the big a- action scenes and chase scenes and death scenes in this are very well done. Very well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the plotting doesn't hold together, but we will forgive it for that because it's so much fun. And so now Ray is like on the run and Ben is in the car and he like runs him off the road and he like falls to the ground and is in like a coma and shit. And you're like, oh, no, that's not going to end well. And, uh, and some somehow, like right after this, I guess Ben jumps on a plane and goes to the Bahamas. He <laughs> like, took the red all right. eye. Yeah, he took <laughs> the, red the red eye. eye I guess. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, yeah, because later that night they're getting ready and they're like, "Yeah, let's go get some drinks." And that's where they meet Nancy, who's played by Jennifer mm-hmm. Esposito, who is this kind of like sassy bartender who's like, "I'm going to get y'all drunk with dark and stormies." You but dark and city stormies. folks can't handle it. Yeah. And motherfucking Mai Tai. Motherfucking Mai Tai. Then she's like, let's have y'all do some karaoke. Mm. And they're like, sounds like a great idea. And Carl is like, Julie, come on, girl. Let's sing some karaoke. Come on. I swear she only agreed to do this movie because she, she got to sing. sing in it. And she's has like a song Sybil in the soundtrack. Shepherd. Like, that, like, she only yeah. does things where she can sing. I kind of love it. She trying to kick off. It was, cl- it was clear yeah. she was trying to kick off her, like, singing career and yeah. everything and did- didn't really go anywhere, but, you Which know. is a shame because I think she actually has a very nice voice, and I I, I, right. yeah. I would buy her album. I think she has an album. Well, I, I should buy her I- album. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to sing karaoke, and this is like a Laserdisc karaoke player, and mm-hmm. I would like for you all to know that... What's about to happen would never happen because these karaoke tracks, the lyrics are baked in there. Like, they're not going you to change. You can't just go in and change them. No. no. There's not, like, a little gr- gremlin in the back in the ma- in the machine that's, like, typing out new words, okay? It's going to no. stay the same. So she's mm-hmm. singing I Will Serve Survive because, you know, she's a mm-hmm. final girl. She'll survive. And mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden, the lyrics change. And they say, I still know what you did last summer. And... I'm pretty sure they only put this in there to have it in the trailers because it's a great moment. 
It doesn't make any sense, but it's a great visual gag. And, and also, like, why why is the still part necessary? Like, yeah. why can you say, I know what you did last summer, yeah. or I know what you did two summers ago? Like, or like, still... hi, Julie, how are you? I'm going to murder you in the face. Something, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so she's like, oh, uh, my God, the words, they change. And, of course, by the time everyone looks, they're like, no, they're not. Are you okay, girl? And so mm-hmm. she goes upstairs because she's traumatized, you know? Traumatized by the karaoke machine. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Been, my God. Know? Every night. Um, and, and It's the campiest scene ever, though. Like, really I, I, I can't think of, like, a scene that is more over the top than that top right now. It's just, it's so silly. Terror by karaoke machine. You don't see that terror, every day. Karaoke. Yeah, terror-o-key. 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 I don't know. And she goes back, and I, th- isn't this where she finds the letter that looks like the I know what you did last summer letters? And she's like, what is this? Yeah, it just happens to be in like the exact same handwriting that says surprise. Which yeah. makes sense once we find out later what's yeah, going on. Like may- maybe this was all planned yeah. before they write. Well, maybe they write things together. It's a nice bonding activity. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. and it's just, it's just, it's just Will, you know, yeah. and he wants to make sure that she's okay. Yeah. And well, Derek... The dock hand gets murdered. Oh, he gets killed because Ben apparently he took the half hour flight. Yeah. So he's there now. I don't know how. Yeah. Oh, I think we've got to mention too. S. S. They've met this Estes, Estes guy. Yes, Estes, who becomes kind of important later on. Yeah, because he's like the they tell him like, oh worker. yeah, we yeah. won this contest. We had to name the capital of Brazil. And Car mm-hmm. Carl's like Rio, baby, and he's like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> interesting, yeah, dumbass. And uh, yeah. and so that comes back later. But yeah, he's just kind of yeah. lurking around, being sort of red herringish, you know. He's the very very red herring character because and, he does voodoo. You know, we find out, he, yeah, yeah, he, he does some scary. voodoo. It's it's. Yeah. It's yeah. There's, I mean, there's the the trope, of course, yeah. with you know, the African American magical <laughs> yeah, person. Exactly. That, uh, it, it's a whole. It's goofy. Decades of yeah. trope thing. It's it's problematic, yeah. but you know, it's goofy. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And so he's just like lurking around and stuff, and you're like, what's his deal? What's what's he gonna do with this? And uh, and yeah, so the duck hand Derek is killed, and there's also a housekeeper that's killed. I don't know why she's she she she's killed. Just wrong place, wrong time. This movie has a pretty big body count. It really like, does. Which I don't think about until later on in the movie when they find the whole, like, uh, staff. shed full of bodies or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. The whole staff's there like, hey, we're having a little corpse party. Join us. Yeah. I do love yeah. a corpse party, I have to say. Me I too. admire a film that has me a corpse party. Happy, uh, birthday, happy birthday to, to me. me. Hello. Madhouse. Yes. I love Madhouse, a good yeah. corpse party. And mm-hmm. uh, But that's later. That's later. So mm-hmm. Ben has now killed two people and Carla and... Ty are in the hot tub just trying to get lucky. This whole film, Ty is just trying to get laid the entire time, and it never wor- works out, it seems. I kind of get the sense that Will maybe wants to hook up with Ty because, like, he that keeps would be really fucking hot. blocking him. And at one point, he wakes up in the bed with them, and his hands are, like, all over Ty. And oh, Ty's yeah. like, oh, no, get off of me. And I was I'm, like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I want mm-hmm. that to be an alternate reality or not. <laughs> That's an erotic thriller. And, uh, and yeah, so then Jack Black shows back up. And, and he's like, hey, I'm just smoking some weed. Want to join me? And they're like, go away, Jack Black. This is the wrong movie. And he leaves. And then Will shows up. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to chill out in the jacuzzi. And Ty's like, why are you here? Like, this was just mm-hmm. su- supposed to be us. And Julie is taking a shower. And then someone breaks into the hotel room. And she's like, oh, no. And she finds this closet. And she hears this dr- dripping. And she sees this, this blood down below. 
and Derek, the deckhand, his body flies from the rafters. <laughs> I don't know. How it's high are the crazy. ceilings in this closet? They, it's pretty crazy. It's like he's being dropped for, from like a catwalk on like a stage. Yep. And yep. And, and, and he's Also, he's her, her toothbrush bloody. has gone missing. Yes. I don't, Stick yeah. a pin in that, Which, too. Yeah, there, there, well, there's a lot of toothbrushes in this yes. movie. Later on, too, there's something with toothbrushes, but yeah. Yes, and uh, and so she gets everybody, and she's like, oh, my God, there's a dead body. It's in my yeah. closet, and they come in there, and Ben is a very good cleaner because it's completely gone. No trace of blood or dead body, and they're like, okay, Julie, like, we need to talk. This is not good. We're trying to have a vacation here, and you keep, like, seeing people and dead bodies and creepy karaoke machines. Like it, yeah, it's time it's, to stop. It's got to be Ben doing most of these killings because yeah. the other person who we'll find out later, yes. uh, we know what they're up to for a yeah. good portion of the film. Exactly. So, yeah. And so, yeah, they're like, they get the hotel manager and they're like, yeah, so there's a dead body in here or there was, I think we should call like the p- police. And he's like, well, the phones are dead. And he's like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, let's get a ferry back to the the mainland and they're like there's not another ferry for another week and they're like uh okay well then let's is there like an emergency broadcast that we can do and he's like yeah but that's for emergencies and they're like well what do you think this is you know and he's like i think it's a bunch of spoiled rich kids who don't know anything 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 about the island again he's such a dick he's a total douche um and then and then nancy's there and he's like i think we should just get some sleep and not give people any more dark and stormies (laughs) and she's like it's not my, my fault you dick and uh, and so they go they go to sleep and of course in the morning like you said you know they're all in the same bed <laughs> mm-hmm. and Carl is like hey Julie let's go like work out at the gym that'll be fun and Will and Ty go try to find I guess the Jack Black char- character who's also been killed by the way I forgot to mention that he's also killed that well, same that same night but I just didn't want to think cares, about right? it I didn't want to think about yeah, it because he gets killed with gardening shears as he's dying he's like no man seriously this isn't cool no it's yeah, embarrassing it, it, so Carla and Julie are at the gym and Carla's like you know what what would 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 be fun if you got a tan I know it's like pouring down rain because for the rest of, of this movie it is pouring down rain thunder lightning atmosphere out the ass it's fantastic i love thunderbolt. movies with thunder and lightning and rain yeah it's great thunderbolt and lightning very very frightening mm-hmm. mama mia yeah <laughs> galileo yeah. <laughs> and there's wind it's just great and uh and so she's like you should go into this tanning bed and julie's like oh cancer in a box carl is like no this is the safe son so that dates this film a lot and she decides this to is... get in there and tan yeah it starts a whole trope with yeah. this thing you know because mm-hmm. final destination 3 does it urban legend bloody mary does it yeah. it's like i think this a few others do too yeah it's like a big yeah. thing yeah and yeah. in the meantime uh, Ty and Will discover that the Jack Black character has been killed. They're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's a thumping in the laundry 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 room in the gym. And Carla's like, what is that sound? And she goes in and she finds the housekeeper's corpse in the washing machine or the dryer or mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, oh no. And in the meantime, Julie has been locked in to the tanning bed and it's been cranked up to full blast and she's like it's she he puts like one of those like twisty tie things on there where like you can't 
ever break it off. I hate those things. Yeah. And she's trying to break it. It's t- actually kind of terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they all kind of meet back up and they try to break her out. And now they all know, like, okay, something's up here. Like, we have seen two corpses. This is not cool. Someone tried to lock, lock her in. Now they believe her. And they go and they try to find the manager, and they discover he has been brutally murdered. <laughs> and brutally like, murdered. There's like, blood on every everything of this room. And, and they says, written, I, still "I still know," and written in blood. Again, why do you need yeah. to still? It's like, like you just say, "I, I know." We like, know, you, know, you know, know, you know, we know. Yes, the radio has been smashed. And they're like, "Oh shit!" So then they just like run out into the rain. Like, where are we going? And this is when Julie's like, "He's gonna kill us all." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And he and she's like, "I never told told you the full story." Like, the thing is. Is that, you know, two years ago we ran over this guy with our car and then he came back and killed my friends and now he's back and they're all like, fuck you. Like, you didn't tell us this. That's kind of rude. And like, so now we're going to have to be killed because of you. Like, way to ruin our vacation, you know. This is where the movie, I think, starts to lose me a little bit. Everything just starts getting like running and we lose a lot of running. Not. Yeah, we lose some of the momentum and it's it's a lot of running. And in the meantime, uh, Ray has gotten out of his coma. It was a very short coma. And yeah. he he has escaped the hospital. He has bought a gun. And he is on a bus. And he's trying to make it to Julie to save her. Yeah. So He gets on a boat eventually. Way to go, Ray. Good for you. Yeah. And uh, it, it is. You just get a lot of shots of him yeah. occasionally just like, I'm on a bus. I'm like, on a boat. Like, remember again, Ray? He's still here. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a cop. It is very similar to Nev Campbell in Scream yeah. 3. Yeah. It's just like, oh, let's cut back to her. See what she's doing. All right. <laughs> oh, she's taking the dog for a walk. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Isn't that nice? <laughs> and, so, and so now they d- decide, like, I think we know who the killer is. It must be Estes, because he's the one who seems creepy and shady and and, and racist. Yeah, I know, right? And so they find his like little hut, and it's like this big sh- creepy shrine of like all these like art artifacts and stuff. And there's all these candles everywhere and like and, and Julie's toothbrush. And Julie her. finds her tooth <laughs> toothbrush, and she and she's like, guys. I found my toothbrush, and they're like, "Congrats, Julie!" Like, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Like, there's a guy trying to kill us. Like, <laughs> you don't really need to care about your oral hygiene right right now. And then they eventually meet Estes again while they're in the hotel lobby. And for some reason, the globe is spinning, and they're like, "Let's go see why this globe is spinning." And Julie yeah. goes to investigate, and it lands right on Brazil. And the capital, which is Brasilia. Brasilia. And this is when Estes comes out of, like, the floorboard? Where does he, where's he coming from? Where's he been hiding? He literally comes Brasilia. up. Brasilia. Brasilia. And then they go, ah. And yet everyone's yeah. like, oh, let's get him. And Julie's like, no, he's not creepy at all. I'm like, did you see? He just came out of the floorboard. Like, yeah. now he is kind of creepy. <laughs> And she's like, leave him alone. He might know what's going on. And he tells them this whole thing about what went down here years ago. And there was this this man who might be Ben Willis. So there's a connection to the island. And he and he had this wife who some people thought he would beat and some thought she had an affair and stuff like that. And he takes them to her grave 
and is like, there she is. She's been buried here. And next to her grave is spray painted on another tombstone, Julie James. Mm-hmm. And, and Ben also apparently had two children, not two. just the daughter that we knew about. I know. Which is... He was really busy. Very bi- yeah. busy. But they ha- but they haven't seen Ben or the kids since this whole thing went, went down. And this is when Julie has her um, what are you waiting for moment again. Yes. I like that they decided to reprise that famous bit. It's shot like the exact same Literally, way. Literally, yeah. exact same framing, everything. Although, yep. for some reason, it mm-hmm. works a little better here. I don't know why. I think maybe because there's more tension that's been built up to this moment. It feels more earned. You know? like Because I feel like he is actually yeah. out there somewhere. Maybe. Maybe he can hear her. I don't know. Whereas, like, well, in the first film, I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, well, it's a more isolated you know yeah. uh, setting in general like they're all stuck on this island so there's yeah. a greater chance of like maybe yeah he exactly. actually could hear as opposed to just like in the wild yeah it's so weird and then like will goes off to talk to estes and the rest of them go back to the hotel and mm-hmm. they hide in the kitchen where they find kitchen, nancy yeah. who pops out and hits ty on the head because she thinks he's the killer mm-hmm. and then as will is talking to estes in the rain like he knocks him out and you're like what yep. the hell's going on like this is weird and uh then the killer pops out from i don't know where uh like the chimney and stabs the raptors, yeah tie in the neck and like drags him drags into him the chimney there, yeah. i don't know yeah. i guess now he's like santa claus i don't understand i i guess and they get out and they run and run and run and run and um and there's like a, a chase up into the attic and Carla like jumps out of a window and is like stuck on the uh, on the glass ceiling of the greenhouse, which of mm-hmm. course starts to crack. And as she takes more steps, she fall, it starts she, to crack. She fell through a window once before this too, right? Because I, I think she falls through think like this is the f- no, two oh, no, windows. No. She those. falls through the ceiling first. That's right. She, yeah. she falls through through, through through the ceiling with the killer, yeah. and then she jumps out of the window of the bedroom to get onto the into the ceiling. greenhouse yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. in the span of three minutes, she has fallen through two things that should have probably killed her, um, but she's, she's strong. She's the bionic woman. She's strong. She can she's, do whatever she's, she's made of steel, as she says. She's yeah. going to make it through this. They try Julie, to... Yeah. Yeah. Julie and Nancy try to find Carla again, and they... They see her in the greenhouse, and they're trying to get to her, but the door's locked. And then Ben mm-hmm. shows up and is chasing after her, and it's a really intense scene where they're trying to unlock the door for her to get in. And finally, they just get the fire axe and bash the window so that she can crawl through, and he almost gets her shoe and stuff. And then they encounter Will. Will has shown back up, and he's drenched in blood, and so... Carla and Nancy go off on their own and Julie's like, I'll take care of Will. And then Will's like, it's not my blood. And she's like, pardon? And he's like, it's not my blood, Julie. And he's and then he does his like radio announcer voice. And Mm -hmm. it's been him the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. It's the been whole him. Time. It's been him. The whole time. He's the announcer on the radio. There never was a contest. It was just Will making it up. How oh he God. has this disposable I... income, I do not know. He brought them all to this island. Yeah. Paid for all this. Yeah. Maybe he got a discount because he used to work here. But... Maybe. Maybe so. 
I have questions. I how do too. he afforded this. And in the meantime, but it was nice. He could have just killed them and at the college, right? like Scream yeah, Two. But exa- nope, he, no, he invited them to. That had been done yeah, the yeah. year before, and he was like, "No, no, yeah. I've seen Scream no, no, Two. No. Thank you. It was lovely, but I have <laughs> loftier goals." Okay. Carla yes. and Nancy have been back at the hotel and Estes shows back up and he has a big spear through his chest and they're like, mm-hmm. oh shit. And he falls on Nancy and pins her to the ground and Ben shows up and, and jabs the spear all the way through Nancy and kills her. Carla runs again and falls through a glass bookshelf. That, yeah, that, that spear through the two bodies, very Friday the 13th. Very much blood, so. Yeah. You know, gotta give him props there. Good for, bit there. It's a good bit. Yeah. And, uh, yes, so now Carla is seemingly out of commission for a bit, but don't count her down yet. Not for long. No. She'll be back up. She's the unsinkable Carla. Exactly. I'd like to see that musical. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now Will's just, like, dragging Julie out in the rain, and he's explaining himself, like, you don't get it, do you? Will Benson? Benson! And then he's like, Mm. hey, Dad. And then here comes fucking Ben Willis, and it's just ridiculous. And it is look, it, it's one of the worst reveals ever. <laughs> or the best, but, maybe you know, the best. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the worst. Uh, it's it's not. I it's ridiculous. It's I will so give you that. Dumb. Like, like if, if you can't get on the level of acknowledging that it's ridiculous, so you have to laugh. Like I can I can understand how you could just be like, okay, I hate this, but you know, it's so stupid. I love it. And, it's so dumb. And then um, here comes Ray. Ray shows back up with a gun just in time. Yay. Just like in the last like five minutes. Yay yeah. for Ray. Hey fucking Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Ray. <laughs> and he's like, put her down. It's me, Ray. Remember? And and then there's like a whole scuffle where Ben accidentally kills Will with his hook because he was trying yeah. trying to kill Ray, but he like jumps out of the way and then he gets really mad. But it's no big deal because then I think Julie is the one that actually shoots him to the death. She grabs the gun yep. and she's like, get away from me. Pra, pra, pra. Shoots she him, shoots in him like 50 times into like, her grave that he made for her. Yep. You know, just fucking die. I'm like, you go, girl. You go. I, I like Julie a lot more in this film than I do in the first one. She's a little like I actually depressive in the first one. I'm like, not really interesting to watch. You know, she's just very. Yeah, she doesn't have much of a character. She's like a sad one. sack, you know, but with this one, it's like she's traumatized. But she's like, I'm not going to let this fuck up my life. Like, I want to end this, y- you know? Yeah. I, I, I like that. And then so everything's kind of wrapped up and the sun comes out and Julie and Ray are walking back to the ho- hotel. And who comes up mm. but Carla with a slight limp and a single cut on her face <laughs> after a night of falling through everything made of glass she possibly can. <laughs> and she's like, she's fine. She's totally fine. And she's like, it's okay, girl. I'm made of steel. I'm like, well, obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Let's, go some, let's go do some karaoke, guys. Yeah, Come on. I'm like, okay. I'm actually a fun. renowned R&B, R&B pop yeah. star, so it'll be you, fun. You didn't let me sing. It's like, like, it is weird. She doesn't sing in this movie. I know, yeah. that's, that, that is kind of strange, yeah. That's yeah. odd. Um, well, I think, it's, I think it, it comes down to this. Actors love to be able to sing. But singers mm. love to be able to act. So I think it's like True. the actors want people to write in bits for, for them where they can sing to kind of show off that yeah. they can also sing. But then like the singers are like, I do that all of the time. I want to show I want to show that I can act. And Brandy yeah. certainly does. I find her incredibly charming in this. She's the MVP of the movie. I adore yep. her character. She's very supportive of her friend. Who wouldn't want a friend like Carla? You know, it's a great character. 
And, and she survives. Uh, she survives. Unlike Helen Shivers, she fucking survives. survives. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. And so they all walk off in, into the sunset. Where to? I'm not sure because that fi- that fairy um, apparently is still not going to get there until next week. So they they've got some time some time to kill. Yeah. Um, it turns out all the food is spoiled <laughs> and they starve to death after a week. <laughs> they all die of dysentery. The end. <laughs> dysentery. <but. laughs> They have to cannibalize the dead bodies, and yeah. it wasn't a happy ending. And and then... so much for the happy ending. Avril Lavigne comes out, and then it flashes to like a few months later, or like a year later, or fifteen years later. I don't know. And Julie, it's and yeah, lots of questions. An epilogue, yeah. and it's Julie and Ray, and she's so happy because they have a new house, and she goes back mm-hmm. in, and and uh, and she's brushing her teeth and stuff at night. And, and Ray gets the, Ray's like brushing his teeth, and he's like, "I yeah. love this thing." I'm like, "Again, yeah. are you advertising toothbrushes in this yeah, movie? What I don't is understand. this? Like, what? what I, I don't under. Did Colgate help? put up the money for this movie or something it could be because there's a lot of toothbrushes here <laughs> and uh and julie's like i think someone's broken into the house because there's these like muddy footsteps and she's like oh no and then she goes yeah. into her room and she notices that like her stuffed animal is like swaying on the bed and she's like that's weird and it's because ben willis is under the bed and he drags her in and she screams and she gets yanked under under the bed good night everybody that's the end that's the question. It's uh, because the first one ended somewhat similarly, mm-hmm. and we learned that that was a dream. So was yeah. this a dream, or Who was knows? the whole movie a dream? And this is reality. Oh, I don't know. Easy, don't Christopher know. Nolan. Easy. I. It's a dream within a dream within a dream. Okay. I have a good time with about three fourths of it, and then it kind of loses me. But it's enough to where I'm like, okay, right. Like it made some bold choices, and I appreciate that. Oh yeah. Always, you know. It's, it's uh, this movie is nothing if not bold. No, it's ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, again, which is, it, it was the whole movie a dream? It would make sense. You yeah. Know, it, because more sense than what actually happens, but. I think it's a good theory. It, I mean, it, it, it does fill up those plot holes a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's another one where it's like they could have just done the same thing twice and they didn't, you know. Oh, uh, they did not. They, they, there are some references to the original and like the, the shot of her, you know, uh, screaming at nobody, but in general, it right. doesn't. Like just copy the original, no, by any means, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It it definitely deserves a little more respect than it gets. Yeah, I mean, um, a seven percent on Rotten Tomato. What is wrong with you people? No, that's that's that just seems cruel. Did you know? it not entertain you? Did you not smile a few times? I think, yeah. Um, it's campy. It's super campy. Like the fucking karaoke machine. I, I, when I watched it, like after 10 years, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like this scene, I just, I couldn't wrap my mind around what I was seeing on screen. Like I, it is just <laughs> ridiculous. I, it, I, I don't know. That's where that dream theory really comes in handy. Typical, uh, slasher questions. Like when you have the two killers, like who was killing who, but it's mm-hmm. a little more clear in this one, I think, because we do usually know what Will is doing. Like we said, what else can we possibly say about this movie? I mean, really? It is. Um, it must be experienced and treasured. It, it's an experience. It's one of those films. Yeah, you have to experience it and uh, turn off your brain during it, please. Oh God, yeah. Uh, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be. I'll be. always know what you did last summer. <laughs> oh God, yeah. The, doesn't that one gets like supernatural shit, right? I, yeah, I remember something about like at the end, like they stick him in like a wood chipper and like a bunch of like yeah. CGI debris flies at them or something. I was like, this, this is not working for me, y'all. Because he's like a zombie. Or something. Yeah, yeah I, I, something like I, I don't know. It was a hot mess of 
something. Ooh. I I don't even know if I've seen it all the way through. I've just I, I've read like the synopsis and seen clips. I, that's all I need. Like I don't really feel the need to watch the whole movie. It was sad. This point. It was depressing. Yeah. So that is one off of our bucket list because yes. we were trying to find a time to cover that. And <laughs> really that, I think were. that was like seventy five percent of the reason we did this month. To be honest, it was because like, we wanted. Like, to- we gotta talk about. I still know. This- this stupid movie. We gotta talk about it. Someone has to. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Nobody gives it any respect at all, which is not fair. It's been over all. twenty years, and I really thought that its reputation would grow and develop, and it has not. It has not. This movie is old enough to drink, which I is what know. you should be doing to appreciate the film fully. Exactly. But yes, <laughs> and it's like really, no one likes this mo- movie yet. Maybe it's Jack Black. You know, he's very polarizing. Maybe it's Jack too. Black. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is uh, not an asset to the film, no, but he's there. He is He is there. an ass to the film. But yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, do we have some overlooked gems? Uh, well, yeah, I believe so. What 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 did I have yeah. for this week? I had, um, where is it? Oh, yes. Hide and Go Shriek. Have you seen this movie? Mm-hmm. The gay. It is a gay slasher movie yeah. of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's an interesting film because it's it's a movie. It's a slash slasher movie about a bunch of kids that go into their dad's um, furniture store to have a party at night, and they're killed one by one by someone you know who is a psycho k- killer. And you know, I know that's that just kind of sounds kind of basic and stuff. But what I like about this film is that the characters, like once they realize that there's someone killing them they stick together in a group (laughs) which Mm -hmm. sort of makes the last act sort of dull because you're like i like is anyone else gonna die um but i found it refreshing and then the ending is something that must be seen to be believed it is is, problematic maybe but who knows maybe so or maybe it's really interesting representation (laughs) of us queer individuals it, um, it's something it's some kind of representation which for the I'm 80s not gonna I guess. spoil it because it must yeah, be yeah. watched our friends over at gaylords they did a episode with that and yes. um i think it was high tension in, in oh, the perfect same pairing yeah thing which was a yeah. perfect pairing so <laughs> uh feel free to go listen to them maybe we'll cover it someday too we'll see we, we that, covered high that, tension that'd so that'd be fun yeah. yeah i'd be down we'll see uh Maybe during a queer horror month or something. Yes. We'll oh, well, that's every month, really. I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're taking over the world, Republicans. <laughs> Watch out. Someday. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to start canceling Walker, Texas Ranger, too. <laughs> <laughs> but not the, like, new WB reboot with uh, Jared Padalecki. As long as out. he keeps taking off his shirt, that one's staying where it is. <laughs> <That> but... <laughs> Because that one's secretly gay. <laughs> no, that's not, we're not going to destroy the things you love. No. We're going to take them and make them gay. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Gone with the wind with all gays now. <laughs> Dr. Medicine or Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> lesbian. Dr. Quinn, practitioner of lesbianism. <laughs> House on the prairie, but they're all gay. Touched by a lesbian angel. <laughs> Mayberry, the town of queers. <sighs> Diagnosis homosexual. It's all coming for you. We're coming. ER, which stands for <laughs> erection right now. <laughs> I don't know. 
no, no, my my children cannot watch that show. No, where are the no. one million no. moms where I need them? Where are they? <laughs> Man, we can't. There's do only like this. five of us, we but. Can't. <laughs> I love that it's called One Million Moms, and it is one like million moms. five somewhere. <laughs> five people just getting upset. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Y'all don't scare um, me. I got one, I guess. Uh, the Runes, you know, kind of fun. I've never uh, seen 2008. That. Carter Smith, uh, also a gay director. Oh, it's, wait. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I thought you said The Runes. Oh, okay. The ruins. Oh, the, the ruins. ruins. Okay, yes, I have seen that. Yes, That's yes, a great yes, movie. Yes, yes, okay. I thought you were flashing back to the Curse of Michael Myers. I was like, are are we back there again? Uh, those ruins. Those fucking yes. ruins. The yeah. ru. Yes, the ruins. Okay. Uh, <laughs> by Carter Smith. Yes. Uh, gay director. Wonderful. Uh, also, kind of destination horror, like the film we just covered. It's oh. another one that there's a lot of things that I really like about it. Uh, I don't know that I particularly love it overall, but I like. The cast, um, you got Jenna Malone and Laura Ramsey and Jonathan Tucker and uh, Sean Ashmore. I love an Ashmore. Oh, who doesn't? I don't care which Ashmore. Oh, they're the best things that Canada ever brought to us. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're looking for fun during a sunny holiday in Mexico, uh, which is where this film was shot also. But anyway, uh, they they get... (laughs) (laughs) Was it? (laughs) They get... Was it? I don't know. (laughs) Looks like the Bahamas to me. But yeah, this group of ki- this group of crazy kids they go to Mexico, and uh, if I recall, they're doing an arche- what What's happening? They're they're visiting an archaeological dig in the jungle, and somehow they get like trapped on a pyramid, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's all these carnivore carnivorous vines that like try to ensnare them, and it's just really interesting. It's got a lot of like body horror to it throughout, mm-hmm. and it gets really gross at times oh, because yeah. that was what 2008 horror was. Yeah. Just really gross shit. But it's like we got to make sure they being... cut off their legs and stuff. They love that show. Yeah, yeah. But it's got a good mood and I like the the characters and um they it's got kind of a Lord of the Flies type thing because they all start yeah. kind of turning on each other and uh yeah, it's worth revisiting if it's been a while. I, mm-hmm. I like it. And it, ecological horror is just an interesting thing that doesn't really get explored a whole lot no. so I, I just think it's interesting when somebody does something with that um yeah, it's like yeah. it's one of those movies that when you try to explain it to someone you're like it's about evil vines and you're like yeah i know it sounds stupid but if you watch it, it sounds stupid it's really good it, it feel <laughs> yeah it feels like something that would have come out in like the 70s like yeah the, you know there was more like the eco horror mm-hmm. um back then but yeah again tried something a little bit different not everything works but a good chunk of it does and uh it's worth checking out i've heard the book is better but that's often the case yeah really um yeah cool it's a good one well those are some nice little gems we hope you like them we uncovered them just for you i found them with my metal detector out here on the beach and jack black has got to stop following me leave me alone jack black leave leave us alone we don't want your marijuana okay we don't uh well we got three more films this week Mm -hmm. month week oh my god kill me week. I was like, wait, is there something you're not telling me? <laughs> I am brain dead and after one movie. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to pack up our things and maybe go we get are. some uh, time by the hot tub and, mm-hmm. I don't know, gra- grab some Mai Tais, some uh, Stormy Dark Daniels. Is Dark- that what the drinks are called? <laughs> the, the Stormy Daniels. <laughs> if they remade it now, yeah, I would hope I would hope so. Yeah. No, it's the Dark yeah. and Stormies. I've never had one, but it sounds like a nice evocative name, Dark and Stormy. It I sounds like wonderful. Would mm-hmm. you like a Dark and Stormy with your... Your mozzarella sticks. I like 
that. You know, oh, nice. that's what I. That I'll, sounds good. That, that sounds, sounds really good fucking right good. Right I okay, that's what I'm gonna sticks. go. We're gonna go to the, we're yeah, gonna we're go gonna to the bar. Get and some mozzarella sticks. Okay, you stay there, Jack Black. Stay there. We don't want you there. Can't take no for an answer. Okay, see ya. Bye, everybody. Bye.